damn, Daniel, back at it again with another Chatterday. There's the intro, you're welcome. Welcome back to another Chatterday episode here on Spill the Tea with B&T. I'm your host, Brooke. And I'm your host, Tori. Oh, I said that horrible. And I'm your host. And I'm your host, Tori. <laughs> Happy birthday. You know, like Marilyn Monroe, how she does that to JFK? you never seen that? Do you mean a happy birthday? Yeah. You said happy Mother's Day. No, happy birthday. Have you oh. seen that? Yes, I have. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so enthusiastic. And I'm Tori. And I'm Tori. <laughs> Today's episode is on customer service horror stories, and this is our second time filming it. Um, honestly, you know, for a good reason. One, we suck, and two, um, we just want the best quality for you guys, <laughs> believe it or not. Our first story today is from a job that I had right after high school. I was a hostess at a restaurant. It was Father's Day. We were overstaffed and um, like two o'clock had rolled around. It was still pretty dead. The lead hostess and I were kind of talking to each other like, okay, what should we do? Should we stay? You know, and we decided we were going to go and ask. We're going to call him Carl. So we went to Carl's office to ask him. And when we opened the door... He was doing a literal line of cocaine. And this wasn't, like, a young manager. Like, it's not, like, someone who's, like, in his late 20s. He was, like, early 40s. <laughs> Just doing a line of cocaine. And it was the most experience I've ever encountered. And we always wondered why he was the so... The most experience, is what you said. <laughs> Honestly, Tori, lick my coochie. You said it was the most experience <laughs> It was the most awkward experience I've ever encountered with, like, a management position. And it was really weird because we all knew he was, like, super weird. Like, we didn't know what was wrong with him, but we just thought he was a weirdo. And that day we understood why. So if you get anything from that story, it should be to check on your dad because he might be doing coke in the bathroom. So my first story is I was working at a particular phone store. We'll call it... Brent. So it was my very first day and this guy I was kind of acquainted with hired me and so I start my first day and he was actually the manager. So it was like almost end of day and this old man comes in. He's like, can I speak to your manager? And I'm in the corner like not doing anything because it's my first day. And one of my coworkers is like, yeah, he's in the back. Let me grab him. Well, the, the old man pushes my coworker aside, walks right over to him walks in the office and him and my manager start arguing and so he's like you stole my hundred dollars blah 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 I don't even know the full situation all I know is the next thing that happened was he slapped my manager right across the face just smacked him and my manager called the cops it was like a whole thing and the man never came back to the store um I don't know if he got his hundred dollars back and the funny thing is when I worked at that store so there was a competing phone store we'll call it Verizon um, so we used to call cause it was across the street. So our store and their phone store was across the street from each other. So we used to call like prank, call them at like, they close at 8 PM. We call them at 7 59. We're like, Hey, can you guys stay late? We have five lines and you get commission. So we're like, we have five lines. Um, we really want to open it. We want to get all iPhones, blah, blah, blah. And then <laughs> they'd be like, yeah, of course. Oh my gosh. We'll stay. Yeah. And then we'd drive by and be like, haha, suckers. <laughs> This next story comes from a job I used to work at where I took care of children. Believe it or not, people trust me with their children. No, in all reality, like, I loved that job. I worked there for a really long time. Um, it was 
like one of my favorite jobs, but one day one of the little girls gets picked up and um we also had a parent picking up another child and he was dressed in his uniform. He was a policeman and the little girl looks at her mommy and says, "Look, mommy, that's like the police that came to our house when they took you to jail." All in front of us. We're staring at each other. The cop looks at me. I look at him. He looks at the mom. The mom looks at him. Looks at me. It was awkward. It was uncomfortable. And then like a month later, she was locked up again. I've had some whack-ass managers, so I hope you're ready for this story. One of my managers, I was working in a call center, and he was like, hey, come hang out in the office. And I was like, I get paid and don't have to answer calls. Hell yeah. So me and him are just hanging out in the office, whatever, talking. And he looks at me and he says, oh, if you let me sleep with you, I'll get your name tattooed on me. And I was like, <laughs> no. And so I actually like went to HR and I was like, hey, so this man um, asked if I would sleep with him and he's my boss. So like, I'm uncomfortable. And his wife showed up because they put him on suspension and she showed up like the next day and started screaming at me was like, if he gets fired, I'm going to beat your ass. <laughs> and said, so, yeah, well, he ended up getting fired. And so did she um, for it was rumored she got fired for doing drugs. So, I mean, all allegedly, but I mean, if you saw her, you, you wouldn't doubt it. So I used to work at a call center type job and I had this man call me and something was off with his account and he was yelling at me and like freaking out and I was like, you know, sir, we can figure this out, but I need you to calm down. And he's like, I can't calm down. This, this, and that screaming at me. And so I hung up on him because he was like swearing at me. So I just hung up because they let us do that if people are talking inappropriately to you. Calls back. I get the luck of the draw, get him again. And he's like, are you the bitch that hung up on me? And I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, no, no, that was, I don't know who that was, but I'd be happy to help you. And he's like, okay, you know, goes through this whole story again. And I'm just like, oh, you know, whatever. And I told him that we couldn't fix what he needed fixed. And he told me like pretty much, he was like, I'm going to drive to your house and kill your family and blah, 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 blah. And Tori and I posted on a Facebook page that we run about like crazy customer service stories and there's so many people that are like yeah this guy like threatened to kill me or like follow me home like all these things and I'm like why is that people's like first go to like I'm gonna kill you why can't you just be like I'm gonna write a bad Yelp review like a normal fucking person okay so I was working at this little gas station type thing and this guy came and he bought something and he donated like the whatever dollar to whatever it was, whatever the program was, like St. Jude, something like that. So the dollar was applied. Up. Yeah. Well, when they asked him, he was like, yeah. And then he realized what he said yes to because he was like half listening. And then he threw such a fit that he got all of his stuff refunded. He had to restart the transaction over his dollar that he donated to some charity. So I've mentioned this a couple times, but I work at a bar in we were pretty, like, slow one night. It was right after COVID and we, things had opened back up. So, like, people were still hesitant coming in. I was obviously hesitant coming in. If I didn't need a job, I wouldn't be there. But luck of the draw, I had to be there. So, there were these girls and I got them, like, three or four drinks, you know, at the beginning of the night. And then it kind of started to pick up. More people were coming in. I was serving people. I was getting to their tables often as I could. But, you know, obviously there are other people in the bar and I can't just focus on one group all night well they had like a pretty decent sized tab and at the end of the night my fiance was their bartender they went to tab out and 
Um, he hands her the receipt. She starts to fill it out, and she looks at him, and she says, you know, I would leave a tip, but I feel like your waitress didn't acknowledge us until the boys got here. Because it came up, like, a group of guys came and met them there. Keep in mind, I had gotten them three drinks the hour they were alone there. That's more than a drink every 30 minutes. Like, do the math. Like, I, I was serving them. But, you know, and he tried to explain to her. He's like, oh, you know, with COVID, like, our policies and procedures have changed a lot. We have to sanitize between every transaction. We have to wipe our trays down. You know, there's a lot more that goes into it than just going to the bar and bringing the drink back. And she has other tables in her section, you know. I'm sorry about that. And, you know, trying to, like, make sense with her so she would maybe tip. Because we split our tips, too. Like, my fiancé had served her. They had another waitress that had served her. So, I mean, really, she wasn't just stiffing me. She was stiffing, you know, everyone who had served her that night. And she was like, no, I just think, you know, this, this, and that. And she didn't even acknowledge us until the guys had gotten here, blah, 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 blah. And my fiancé looks at her dead in the face. He's like, I don't know if you fucking know, but that's my fiancé. And he's like, I've watched her serve you guys all night. So that's not fucking true. Least to say, she didn't leave us a tip. We got stiffed on like an $80 tab, but I mean, she was a bitch anyways. If I see her on the street, she finna catch these hands. Brooke, do you remember? So Brooke actually got me hired at the bar. I don't work there anymore, but I used to with Brooke. And do you remember my very first night? I don't know what's up with me in first days, but my very first night at the bar, at the end of the night, some girl is sitting in the middle of the dance floor, all alone. It's like closing time, the lights are fucking on, you know, everybody's going home, and once one o'clock hits, customer service voice is gone. It's get the fuck out, go home, I wanna go home, go home. So she's in the middle of the bar, lights are on, just sobbing, all alone, all alone in the middle of the damn dance floor. Not only was she sobbing alone in the middle of the dance floor, sprawled out on the ground, on her back, like in snow angel position, sobbing to drink a beer by Luke Bryan. So I have a lot of stories from the phone store I worked at, Brint. Is that what I called it? Brint? Yeah, we'll go with that. So I was helping this guy set up his password and he's like, you know, we're going through it. And I'm like, okay, what do you want your password to be? And he's like, female plug. And I repeated it back to him like, female plug. Like, do you, do you hear yourself? Female plug. And he's like, the name of a horse I had. I was like, yeah, I, I, I fucking doubt that. So anyways, he uses his password as female plug. There's a whole video out there somewhere. Maybe if you guys are lucky, you'll see it someday. But it's a whole video of me being uncomfortable for about three minutes. And when you work at a phone store, the best thing is, you know, when customers leave their phone, you, you look through them like you do intentionally or unintentionally. You, you see something you don't want to see. Like, my friend found a local cheaters app on some guy's phone. There was this 11-year-old boy swapping phones, and in his search history was lesbian gifts, boob gifts. You find the strangest shit in people's phones, honestly. The best part about that job is me and my friend Callie. So <laughs> we hated our managers so bad. The same one that got slapped. He deserved it. We wrote a letter, like an anonymous letter. We made a fake email, like soccer mom 12, wrote a fake email and wrote a like it was like a two-page letter to our district manager and we were like hey so our manager you know I threw up in a bag and I showed it to him and he didn't let me go home um because he needed to go look at a car that day to buy or our manager he wouldn't let me go home early for my cousin's wedding because he needed to go grocery shopping some dumb shit so once he got moved to another store we got a new manager we'll name her Regina 
So Regina's like first week there, she tells us this story about how she got a candy cane shoved up her ass. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> so she tells us this story. She's a cool lady. I love her. She's funny to this day. But I remember like it was not even the full week that we'd been there that she was like, oh yeah, telling the story, laying on the ground, motioning to the candy cane, being shoved up her ass. Yeah, it was a whole thing. So, I mean, we lost one bad manager and gained another interesting manager, so. They're just like, I'm. everyone's had a manager that they just have to like look at and you're like, okay, like, is what you're saying fully processing in your brain? Like, maybe you don't understand because people don't think before they speak anymore. Like, I've had a manager who like, says the stupidest like most sexist misogynistic like just like the stupidest stuff and like I have to like look at them and I'm like okay let's process this like let's rethink our words and it's it's not even like when it comes to like sexist stuff like stuff that like that it comes out of their mouth you're just trying to like you're trying to da Vinci code it being like (laughs) how did that make sense to you make it make sense I have another one I worked at this fast food restaurant we'll call it Glagloggles so I was working at Glagloggles and every like Sunday without fail, this woman and her seven children would come through the drive-thru. We called her the Nugget Monster. <laughs> so the Nugget Monster would bring all of her 25 children in the car. The Nugget Gremlins? <laughs> yes, the mini Nugget Monsters. They would come through the drive-thru and they would order, I'm not even shitting you, like a hundred nuggets. Literally a hundred nuggets. So... She would eat 40 of those herself. I know that for a fact because she told me (laughs) while she was screaming in my face one of the hundred times. So she used to come in once a week without fucking fail. And every week she would come in, she'd be like, you're missing five of my nuggets. I'm like, which is not possible. Like, you don't, you miss one, maybe, maybe two out of a hundred, but you don't miss five fucking nuggets. You don't. When you package them in boxes of 10, (laughs) you don't. And so every week she'd come in and she'd be like, you're missing five nuggets. And I, you'd count them. This bitch ate five nuggets between the drive-thru and walking inside three minutes later. And I'm like, holy shit, you are the nugget monster. And we used to be like, oh god, the nugget monster's here. Because she'd be like, I want a hundred nugs, no sauce, I want them dry. <laughs> Shove them down her throat. I'm not even, I'm not even fucking kidding you. Whenever the nugget monster came in, we knew we had to, we had to drop them nugs quick. nugget monster i never worked in fast food and i'm regretting it because the nugget monster that's iconic oh god i did this thing and it was like on facebook it's like tell me something that i tell me a time i made your day and this fucking kid said you served me a burger one time at gloggles i was like are you fucking serious dude this is like i gave you a hug when your grandma died not you gave me a burger fuck you tori also like posted something it's like what's something that I've done that's, like, made a positive impact in your life? And my mom, being careless, has nothing to do with customer service. But my mom freaking comments, and she's like, you make my girl happy. And I was like, Kara, this bitch throws me through the ringer! (laughs) She gives me headaches! Honestly, Brooke and I are very close. We're like sisters, which means she bugs me like a sister. <laughs> she gives me aneurysms daily. Like, she'll call me and she'll be like, hey, I can't hang out tonight. And I'm like, why? And she'll be like, oh, because I'm going to sleep with your whole family and I'll be busy. My whole night's just taken up. And I'm like, eat my fucking ass, Brooke. <laughs> and seriously, all us all day is just like, like, hey, bitch, you're ugly. You smell like, like a cat's behind. And I'm like... <laughs> 
<laughs> and I'm like, your your fucking face looks like a toe. And then it's just that. And then at the end of the day, she'll be like, okay, I love you. And I'm like, I know I love you. Um, okay. Back on the topic of customer service horror stories. Um, so back to the call center. Dory's <laughs> fucking slurping her water. So, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. So like I said, Satori so and I run a Facebook group called Girls Who Support Girls. So if you're a girl, go join it. If Why you're... did you say girls? Ladies? <laughs> Who am I? From from this big when he says girls? Honestly, stop. I said fart machine, not fart machine. Okay. Honestly, if you only listen to the podcast to not hear Brooke's voice, you can just fast forward from that whole girls incident that just happened. Um, and the way she described the group, group, <laughs> the way she described the group makes it sound like we're going to kidnap you. She's like, if you're a girl and you support girls, join the group and give us your address. That's what she sounds like. If she shows up in her white van, it's definitely Brooke. Show up in my white van and I say, girls, <laughs> get in the van. <laughs> Anyways, so we have a Facebook page. I'm not going to abduct you. <laughs> maybe i mean no promises no promises sometimes tori and i get a little weird on the weekends a little wild wild weekend but anyways we run this page and we put on there like oh what are your some of your guys's best like customer service horror stories and there are some goodies so we're gonna just goodies <laughs> she's definitely gonna kidnap you she's got goodies <laughs> If you get in my van, I'll tell you my stories. <laughs> now, we're going to read you some of our favorite posts because I was laughing my ass off this morning. So, if Tori's done being a fucking rude-ass bitch. Tori, if you would like to read. <laughs> Honestly, if, you, if you're sick of her, just imagine how I feel. <laughs> she just pinched my nipple. Can I, hey, I'm looking for new friends because Brooke's abusive. Girls? <laughs> If you want to be Tori's friend. <laughs> Honestly, never mind. Brooke's just going to abduct him for me. So this girl, I read her stories. It's like a couple in one, but I read her story and I literally had my jaw drop. I was like, holy shit, these are wild. I quote unquote said, OMG, these are wild. So she said, when I was a vet tech, someone didn't believe us. It was their dog's remains in the box. She opened the damn cremation box at the front desk and started going through the ashes. Excuse me, miss. What? Then she said, I also helped the artificial insemination once for a mastiff. The owner was so creepy. The doctor basically has to, you know, slap the meat of the dog to collect the sample. But the owner was in there grunting and saying things like, do it, big boy. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then she said she also had a client that watched porn in the exam room while waiting for his dog's test results. It's like, oh no, does does a little Timmy have fleas? Blah 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 blah. This is one I thought was funny because I'll talk about it after. But this girl says, I once had a man throw his barbecue chicken pizza across the counter at me after I told him we couldn't refund his pizza that he had bought three days prior. He had one slice, told me it was made wrong. This was after he absolutely screamed at the girl training on the phone, hung up, and then drove to the store to scream at me. So, I don't know why you would try to refund a pizza you bought three days ago. So, there's this video this girl posted about her customer service. So, she's a stripper. 
and she was doing like a private dance for this guy. He's just looking at her like blank face the whole time, the entire time, just looking at her. And she's like, oh my God, something's wrong with this guy. So like, she's getting creeped out. So she stops and she's like, um, I'm going to go get some water, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, he takes shit that he apparently the whole time when he was staring at her blank face was shitting. He takes it and throws it and hits her in the face with it. And then she leaves the room and his friend's like, where are you going? You have to finish your dance. And she's like, I have shit on me. And he's like, I paid you for a dance. Go dance on my friend. I'm going to sum the first little bit of it up because it's kind of a longer post, but it is so funny. And she, so for those of you who like know what doTERRA is, um, in Utah, there's a company called like Young Living Essential Oils. And they pretty much had a, a convention going on in Salt Lake. And, you know, obviously when there's con- conventions in town, like hotels, like, you know, jack the price up and whatnot. So let's keep that in mind. But she's like, you know, if people come to me because it's a four chain hotel. So there's, you know, a couple on, you know, different sides, whatever. She's like, if people come to me and, you know, like they're super nice and I have the room, I'll make exceptions or price match or blah, 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 blah. Goes into the story and it starts here. Karen waits for a maximum minutes of two minutes in line while I finish checking in the guest in front of her, and then she proceeds to throw her reservation papers in my face. Me, a little peeved by this, what was the last name on the reservation? Karen, fuckface. <laughs> Me, I'm sorry, I'm not seeing a Mrs. Fuckface. Did you happen to e-check in by chance? Proceeds to check in guest with no luck. Karen, you better fucking have my reservation. You have no idea the day I've had. My flight was six hours late and I missed the first half of my convention today. Me, I'm sorry about that. I can understand your frustration. Let me check these reservation papers you gave to me. Now, this is where the fun begins. On the top of the paper, it has a name and the address in big, bold letters. The chain was ours, but it was nine miles away. I mentally prepared myself for the abuse I'm about to get, but then the explosions came from her and I could have never even pictured what was going to happen. I can hold my tongue, but my facial expressions are are uncontrollable and I will tell you what's exactly on my mind. Me. I'm sorry, ma'am, but that looks like you have booked your stay at the wrong location. We're City East and this is City West. Karen. Impossible. I know I booked here. She then proceeds to tell me how I'm loud and ugly and she starts sobbing. This cannot be happening to me, she repeats about ten times. Me, would you like me to call them and double check that reservation is there? Karen, no, I want to stay here, and proceeds to loud and ugly cry. Guests in the lobby start to look at me like I just killed her dog or something. Me, I could call and cancel that reservation, but there may be charge late cancellation fees, and my rates for tonight are running about $289 before tax. Plus, you would have to find a place to stay elsewhere for the next two nights because I'm sold out. Then you could possibly return and finish your stay with us. It would probably be a lot easier to stay here if this is where you were originally booked. She pretty much just asks how far they are. She says nine, mi- like nine miles. And then Karen continues to scream at her and call her a fucking bitch and then says, I can't drive anymore. Me, well, would you like me to get you to the address for the other hotel and we can book you an Uber or a taxi? Karen pulls out the phone. Is this the right one? Shows me directions to city south location. Me, heavily considers saying yes and sending her on her way, but then decides not to and tells her no, gets her the direction. Sorry, I'm summing it up because it's a super long post here. But she pretty much just screams at her, leaves, yells at the guest. And then my, my favorite part of the story was at the end, the next guy comes up to her and says, is, it, is she here for the young living, you know, oil thing? 
And she's like, yeah, she is. And he goes, well, doesn't she have some sort of essential oil to cure that attitude of hers? But the Mrs. Fuckface is really what got me. I died, Mrs. Fuckface. And I could totally, when you work customer service, you know your customer service face. It's like, someone could be like, yeah, you can, uh, you can eat my entire asshole. And you're like, um, I'm sorry, I'm actually unavailable to eat your entire asshole at this time. Is there something else I can get you? Like, when you work customer service enough, you know this shit. You know how many times you've had to be like, when people are like, you're a fucking baby killer. And you're like, I'm sorry, um, I don't murder babies, but I cannot help you with this. Is there something else that you'd like me to do? Yes, it really would be like that. <laughs> All right, so I mentioned my friend Callie that worked at Sprint with me earlier. Shout out to Callie. I know you're listening. She's our number one fan. She always texts me, is there going to be an episode today? Tori, it's noon. Where's my episode? So shout out to Callie for being our biggest supporter. So she told me this story. So she used to work at this store. Hey, it was Shopco. They're out of business now. So I don't know why I said they're out of business now. Fucking Shopco. She worked at Shopco and she had this... this couple come in and they didn't speak English very well. So she's like, oh, I can help you find whatever you need to, you know, find whatever you need to find. And they're like, oh, pointing their phone, like, we're going to Google translate it. So they're showing her like Google translate. And she's thinking like, oh, you know, like bread, like milk, whatever. So they show her the phone and it says condoms. And sweet little Callie, she led them there. She led them to the condoms. And they were so happy that Callie led them to the condoms that they went in her line to buy those condoms. And she saw, and she told me when she said this story to me, she was like, I still think about them to this day. And if they use those condoms, <laughs> I worked at Hastings and I used to work in like the movie section. And honestly, Hastings was like underrated and baller. Like I remember I used to skip school in high school <laughs> and when I'd skip school, I'd go look at the book section of Hastings because they had used books for like three bucks. So I worked at Hastings and I worked in the movie rental, which like after Blockbuster closed, really you only had Redbox until like Hastings, like Hastings had movies. So I was working there and I remember I was like humming or something and I'm just like humming, whatever. And this guy goes to my manager and he was like, hey, I'm really sick of that girl making those noises. She sounds too happy and it's pissing me off. And I'm not gonna lie, I cried in my car. (laughs) I did, I, I cried in my car and I was like, why do you hate my joy? What is that saying? Haters don't want to see you happy? Some bullshit like that. You know, some bumper sticker type shit. Dude, I legit love tastings. Like, going there, getting a, a frozen hot chocolate from the cafe, and then, like, just browsing shit. That was... Bring back tastings. I think it's now it's, like... It's some, like, e- entertainment E-mart. Mart. Yeah, entertainment mart. It'll never be the same. No. Um, I remember all the kids that used to come in and play Dungeons and Dragons. I think that's what it was. It was like Dungeons and Dragons. D&D! It was something like that. One of those kinds of games. They used to meet every like Wednesday at like 7 p.m. And they would scoff at me like, I'd be like, oh, is it a card game? And they're like, <coughs> peasant. They're like, it's too complicated for someone like you. And I'm like, did he just insult me? Like, sir. <laughs> And after that day, I never hummed again. (laughs) So here's another thing that that bitch Brooke, she recorded a video of me walking down the stairs and she said I walk stupid and I just want the world to know that we're breaking up. This bitch doesn't fucking walk. She trots like a horse. (laughs) At least I say it with my chest. (laughs) 
like you can hear from like like she does like this weird sidestep like trot thing i'll put it on instagram you guys can see it because it haunts my dreams i think about it often okay i'm really conscious of how i like walk up and down stairs because i've slipped a lot of times so i walk sideways to make sure i get my traction well i remember one time this is so unrelated but we're just gonna we're gonna throw some funny stories in there because this is chatter day we're gonna fucking chit chat so i was dating this guy and (laughs) and we were at a date to the movies and we were like trying to go to our seat and we're walking upwards and there's this old woman and i'm like just go around her and he's like don't rush her she'll fall i'm like what he's like don't rush her she'll fall he was being dead serious he was like you need to stay three steps behind I'm like just go just go around her there's plenty of room on and he's like no don't rush her she'll fall i'm like whose fucking grandma did you push like whose fucking grandma did you make fall down the stairs for you to be this scared one time my mom we were in the movie theaters and she was walking down to get a my mom's that that cheap mom so what she does is she gets the large popcorn says free refills. She asks for bags or cups, and then she'll fill us all up a cup. And then before the movie starts, go and refill it, and then we just, you know, fill up as needed. And she gets up to go refill it, and she falls down, and we all start laughing. So we were, like, it was all my family in the movie theater, and all I could think about is, like, oh my god. When she sees me laughing at her, she's gonna be pissed! My mom is notorious for falling, though. Okay, like, let's talk about that right now. My mother, we, oh my god, like, I can't even explain this because you guys weren't there to see it, but my brother who listens to this podcast, he'll know. He'll fucking know. But we were camping one time, and my mom put, like, the camera on self-timer to take a picture, and it was, like, back before iPhones were a thing, so we had, like, the legit, like, box camera. She puts it up, starts running to make it to where all the family is. We look over. She's gone. She's disappeared. She fell in a fucking ditch. She hops back up and still tries to make it over for the self-timer. It was iconic. It was great. But since we're talking about clumsy, Zach's sister, Addie. Addie, I, if you're listening to this, you are in trouble. This is inappropriate. We say too many swear words. They're like, his family is like so much more proper than mine. My mom's like, throw that ass in a circle. And, and then his family is like... Yeah, like, let's have a nice dinner together where we talk about normal things. And so every time I swear, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And they're all like, oh no, it's okay. I'm like, God, angels. So Addie, (laughs) we were having this birthday party for his sister. So it was a fiesta theme, okay? So they had like rice and enchiladas and, and his sister Addie gets a whole plate, a full plate of rice, an entire plate of rice. She drops that shit on the ground before she even touched it. Drop that shit on the ground. The middle of the party. She's vacuuming up this wet rice, but it won't vacuum because it's wet. So she's like <laughs> vacuuming in the middle of the party. People are eating around her vacuuming up these this rice. And honestly, it's so refreshing because I'm the clumsy one. So like she kind of like takes a little bit of a little bit of it off me. I love her to death. And I love you, Addie. I'm sorry that you're clumsy. It's I mean I am too. We were at Zach's friend's house we just his boss's house for a fight and if you don't know me i have severe social anxiety so zach was like standing eating his food and i'm like so stressed i'm about to pass out i'm getting cold sweats and my knees are locking and i'm like they're like do you want to sit down i'm like nope because i don't want to be by myself so i was sitting there cold sweating i was shaking so bad i dropped coke on my shirt my white shirt just clumsy bitch that's me what did what did fergie say what's that song Clumsy? I think her song is literally called Clumsy. <laughs> Clumsy cause I'm falling in love. 
I have a ton of clumsy stories because I'm a legit klutz. Like, I trip over air. I do stupid shit all the oh, time. Dick? I don't know if this is. It's my most embarrassing story. I'm not going to tell Say it, story. bitch. Say it! <laughs> okay, Tori's yelling at me, so I'm going to say it. One time in the fifth grade. Here, let's just start here. Girls fart, okay? It happens. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. And this was traumatizing because I heard about it all the way up until junior high, y'all. Like, this was, it stuck with me. Well, anyways, it's like the second to last day of school. We're not doing anything. Teacher's probably hung over. So she was like, throw on a movie. We're watching The Princess Bride again. <laughs> <laughs> so she puts on a movie. You know, whatever. Class ends. We go to get up. Well, I had to sneeze. And I also sat next to my crush, Levi. I used to call him Levi Pants because I thought I was being original. Thought I was being flirty. <laughs> Anyways, besides the point. Levi, take my pants. I'm talking to Levi, and I'm like, so can I get like your like, you know, like your AOL username? We're not that old, you dumb bitch. I okay, I wasn't using AOL, but I wasn't allowed. Everyone used like MySpace, and my parents wouldn't let me have a MySpace because they were like, someone's gonna abduct you. So I was like, I'll give you my mom's phone number and you can call me after nine because it's free minutes. And he's like, okay. Well, you know, right after I, I'm about to get Levi's digits up, well, Levi's mom's digits outside, um, I got a sneeze. And I was like, okay, you know, good old sneeze. I sneezed and I farted so fucking loud you couldn't even hear the sneeze. And I was like traumatized everyone made fun of me even on the last day of school people wrote on my yearbook they're like nice fart <laughs> and then i was like you know going back to school for sixth grade summer vacation hit us i was like nobody's gonna remember first day of school everyone's like did you fart over the summer and i was like of course i farted anyways i heard about it all the way up until junior high and it was really embarrassing and there was a new boy who came to school and i thought he was cute because levi dumped me over the summer it was sad. Anyways, a new boy came to school, and he was cute, and I started to, like, talk to him, and he's like, my cousin told me you farted during class last year. Sad. Traumatized. I don't know if I told this in my dating horror stories, but did I tell you, if I didn't, I want, I want you all to hear this. One time, I was in seventh grade, and I started dating the love of my life, um, so I thought in seventh grade, I was like, we're gonna get married. We're gonna, we're gonna get married, and it was the same thing. I was like, yeah, you can call my mom's phone after nine or on weekends. <laughs> so he like, we got together. He was my first kiss. We got together the last day of school, last day of seventh grade. I was like, damn, you had a, and he's like, I had a crush on you the whole year. I'm like, and you waited till today, bitch. You saw me every day for a whole motherfucking eight days or eight months. And you waited till the last one, last day to tell me. All right, cool, whatever. So anyways, <laughs> so I am talking to him. And we we're talking over the summer, whatever. And finally, like, he's like, I'm going to go to my grandma's house in Texas. I did tell this. If you didn't hear this, this is, this is my worst moment. This is my... I love you. <laughs> so he's like, I'm going to my grandma's for Texas. And I was, like, emailing him. And he wasn't responding to me. So I email him. And I'm like, you know what? I haven't heard from you in six weeks. It's over. And I saw his face in eighth grade and he was, he was not pleased with me. He only said he liked me 75% after my breakup via email. I mean, to be fair, I also only liked Tori 75%. So 
It makes sense. My brother, though, is, like, obsessed with Tori. He likes Tori, like, 4,000%. And I was always the favorite sister. And now my feelings are hurt. So, Carson, if you're listening to this, fuck you. Carson, you're a baller. Also, Carson, that stupid propane tank I bought, you ripped the hole in my leather seat. So, you owe me $200. Anyways, that is it for today's Chatterday episode. You have heard plenty of our rambling today. We are going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. I'm your host, Brooke, and Tori has hair scabs. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to pass away now. <laughs> if you don't mind. In the arms. Can't hear this shit. And <laughs> this shit.